Hello, welcome to the monthly Skill Bites show where we share information that is geared to helping you succeed in your business. This is Judy Weintraub, CEO of Skill Bites and host of this show. If you want to position yourself as an expert, one of the best ways to do that is to become a published author. Skillbytes author platform provides the easiest way to get a book written and published. Today, our guest is Steve Feld, a business coach, author, professional speaker, and award-winning business management executive. Steve has over 30 years of extensive senior level experience in highly competitive industries. He has created and owned six high six-figure businesses, as well as operating three other businesses and operating divisions for three brand name Fortune 500 companies. Steve has written four books about business and conducts workshops and training on a variety of subjects for business owners. Steve has identified eight simple strategies that any business owner can implement in their business today without having to spend more money on marketing or advertising that will generate immediate cash flow while tripling the number of your leads, conducting more transactions, improving your conversion ratio, increasing your prices, and more than doubling your profits. Most business owners see an increase of $10,000 to $100,000 in revenue in just 90 days. Steve's going to share some of those strategies with us today. So welcome, Steve, to the Skillbite Show. I'm so excited to have you here today to help people learn how to triple their, their revenues and double their profits. Great. Thank you very much for having me on your show today, Judy. So let's start with um, talking about how you got involved with this and starting your business um, and helping all of your clients. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, my businesses have com completely evolved for each time I've owned and operated a business. I've gained a lot of knowledge, had great mentors, great coaches, and then on my last business, I was doing business coaching and consulting. And then I started realizing I love, I'm more passionate about helping small and medium-sized business owners than large business owners. I'd rather deal with the owner, not a C-suite person. Right. So it was, I, so I, I went out. that with you. Yeah, I just, that's where my passion lies. I mean, something about the entrepreneurial spirit, 97% of all businesses in the U.S. are small business owners and they need help. They only know what they know. And that's what I kept coming across. And I was also a SCORE mentor, still am. And I, I kept hearing the same things reoccurring. They just know their craft, their skill, but they just don't know the business side. So it's like, what kind of things that are always reoccurring that they can grow their business right away without spending more money on marketing or advertising? So I sat down with some other coaches and brainstormed. And next thing you know, one thing leads to another. And you know how that ball starts rolling. And we came up with eight simple strategies that business owners can use right away in their business. They just don't know about them or have never thought about them or use them. Right. So that's what we did. We put a book together and it was off to the races. Excellent. So can you take us through, give us a little um, sample of those eight strategies? Yes. One of the things that 
I have been teaching for years was always about follow-up. Small business owners are notoriously horrible about following up and even thanking a customer after the sale. But having a drip campaign nowadays where you're actually keeping the customer engaged, and we call this a buyer's journey. So most buyers, when they're going to a website or a landing page, they're looking for information. And only 1% of the people coming to these websites or on the internet looking at things are now buyers. They're looking to purchase something now. You go look at a car, you're probably in the market looking for a car now. Maybe if you're thinking about six months, you're gathering information. But if they come to your site and leave, how are you ever going to tell them how cool you are and all the great services and offerings that you provide? You can't because they've left. But by having a landing page, giving away some of your knowledge, your content, giving them information, putting them on a monthly drip campaign, giving them the information to move them from a prospect into the now when they're ready to be the now buyer, your name comes top of mind. And it's simple. You're providing them information the whole way. You're not selling them. Don't every week or every month say, buy my stuff but provide them information, the benefits of your products or services in a simple, easy way. And setting up a landing page in a drip campaign is very easy to do nowadays. And that's just one very simple way to, and plus you're capturing their information for newsletters and everything else so much more. Right, you just need to be careful that they understand when they are opting in to get mm -hmm. your freebie that Absolutely. they're giving you permission to continue communicating with them. Absolutely. Don't spam people. Yeah. I mean, if they think it's spam, then they're going to not only not see your stuff anymore and unsubscribe, mm -hmm. they're probably going to tell other people as well. So exactly. you know, make, make it well known to them that uh, this is what you're doing. And if they want to unsubscribe, they can hit the unsubscribe button. Right. If you're showing value to that individual by giving them great information and content, they'll keep receiving your emails. Do you have a um, rule of thumb as to how many uh, follow-ups business owners should do in, in their drip campaigns? Yeah, we did one with a sunroom company and they created a sunroom guide. So it's all the benefits of having a sunroom there was enough content in that one guide to create a marketing campaign for an entire year. So there was 13 steps in the guide. So there we go, 13 months. Well, we had 14 because the first one was an introductory. So 14 months, they didn't use email. They actually opted in for a direct mail postcard, an oversized postcard, which was way more effective for their market. And all they did was take one of their tips from the guide because the guide was there to capture the information, giving the prospects something for free, now to get them into the campaign. And then the monthly little flyers that they sent those postcards kept that information in front of the prospect, but it gave them different content every single month. And it brought them through that buyer's journey to that now buyer. So everyone's a little different. I always say, you know, if you can keep them going, uh, I did one for a, a car dealership. It's never ending because he always has some kind of special, something about tuning up your car. Hey, it's springtime. Did you check your wipers? 
little pieces of content every single month and it just will never ever end. So at least one a month. Yeah. I know there's some people who like two a month. It's what you, you, if you know your target market, what is comfortable to your market and what are you comfortable with as well? Okay. At least once a month. So what's your next strategy? Another one is joint ventures. A lot of people overlook this one is finding other businesses that have similar products and services to you, not the same, similar, but complementary but you both target the same target market. So if you could find, like say, I use an example as a florist. So florists can have many joint ventures and we also have possible joint ventures that are what they call in front of them, like upstream and downstream stream of them. So maybe, you know, like looking at the wedding industry, it doesn't start until someone buys a ring, right? So once the ring is purchased, and someone says, yes, that starts the whole event chain. The florist is way down in the event chain because the first thing they have to do is secure a venue. So we got reception halls and everything else. Next is probably wedding dresses. Then you got cakes, invitations, florist is in there. So all those things that are leading up to the florist could be potential JV partners driving traffic to your business and you're paying them out a referral fee. But then think of all the ones that are behind you so usually after a florist is when the invitations come in, DJ, uh, setting up the honeymoon, all those kind of things. So now you could refer business to those people and they could pay you a referral fee. So it could be a win-win for many different situations. And it works for just about every single industry out there. Right. And we even teach a strategy where you become like the market information gatherer so you could set up a landing page that gives away a guide, like top five things that you should always look for when planning a wedding. Well, you're going to hit all your joint venture partners information in there as well. These people are going to subscribe to get this guide. Now you put them on a drip campaign. You're capturing those leads and giving them to your joint venture partners who are closing the business and paying you a referral fee. Real easy. Right. And yeah. it doesn't take a lot of time to do this stuff. Do you have uh, some suggestions for making sure that when you're seeking your JVs, you do so effectively? Yes. You have to find the right partner, someone that you can actually work with. It's going to be a long-term relationship, not a one and done. So you want to make sure that you're products and services are complementary. you're targeting the same market and that you will uphold your end of the agreement and they're going to uphold their end of the agreement because they're going to market you, you're going to market them. And you got to make sure that they're coming in the same place from integrity, honesty, ethics as you are. Yeah, and quality because yes. you don't want to be referring somebody to a JV partner who then doesn't perform well because that's going to look bad on you. Absolutely. If your partner is always doing refunds and returns, that doesn't bode well for you. Right. And there are some, some good organizations out there that you can align yourself with that specialize in helping you to find those JV partners. I think you and I are both members of a couple of those. 
Davy yes. Insider Circle. I'm sure there's a bunch of others as well. Yes, absolutely. Okay, strategy number three. Another one is upselling and cross-selling. And the way I always, the easiest way to explain this is if you've ever been to a McDonald's and they say, would you like to supersize that? That's upselling. You're upselling to the next level up. Another thing is cross-selling is, would you like fries with that? By the way, would you like fries with that? Took them 20 seconds to train their employees. And according to the last time I read it on McDonald's website, which is about a year or so ago, it equated to $2.8 billion for that question to their top line. So that's a great question that's worth $2.8 billion. Not bad. So what kind of services that you offer that you can upsell and cross-sell that you already have within your business? And that's another way, like bundling, maybe because people, 37% of people will buy more products or upsell at the time of purchase. That's why car dealerships, I like picking on them because at the time of purchase, now would you like the tinting? You're sitting in the financier's chair right now. You're near the end of the sale. That's where they're upselling you on these little features and options. You could do the same thing in your business. What kind of products and services do you also provide that you can add on to that current product or service to provide more value to the customer? Yeah, it almost makes of, me want to add fries to my list. Yeah. <laughs> I always say you got to use the, would you like fries with that mentality? Because it has worked out pretty well for them. <laughs> and would so, you like to supersize it for another 75 cents? Yeah, it's, you said 30 to 35%. Was that what you said? We'll, upsell, we'll go for yeah. the upsells? 37% at the time of purpose. Mm -hmm. oh. if, they're at, if they're asked, it's even higher. <laughs> oh, so what it, is it if they're asked? If they're asked, just ask. <laughs> if they say no, you still have the sale. If they say yes, you just upsold and created more value for your customer. Wow. So ask. That's not hard to ask. No, they're buying already from you. They already said yes. <laughs> so it's kind of like, okay, just ask the next question. That's all. Then you have to think about what it is that you can upsell or cross-sell. That's it. And to make sure it's complimentary, like pool services, they might just do cleaning. But if they also have preventive maintenance and filters and they sell the chemicals and everything else, that's upselling and cross-selling. So mm -hmm. they become the supplier as well, not just the one product. All right. Okay. Very good. What's next? Uh, probably next up is downselling, believe it or not, since we talked about going up and across. So downselling. So downselling is... I always go back to the car dealerships. So I can't get you into that Ferrari because maybe it's too much. Well, what about, you know, the Lexus? Maybe not. Okay. Chevrolet, Ford, let's go down the line. They're interested in your products or services, but what other kind of options are you giving them? I always say give at least three options. The reason is you always want to 
have them obviously buy your best package, whatever that may be, but give them option two, maybe a bundled price with less features. And if, if that isn't it, maybe a very stripped down kind of product or service. So even if they say no to the one level, you can always go down. Do not discount. Discounting, you need to look at your margins and a whole bunch of other things. Most business owners discount 10, 20, 50%, and you need to discount more than 50% to even get anyone enticing. But it hurts your bottom line. But by downselling, you have a pre-made package or service and products together, and you're still making your margin, still making money, and you're still getting the customer to yes. Just because they said no to your prime premier package, you can downsell to the next levels that you have. I would say at least three levels. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the real estate market where you you tell your real estate agent that you're looking for a house in the 300, 350,000 range mm -hmm. and they start with a house that's like 400, 450 yeah. because it looks so much better than the ones in the 300, 350 range that then you wind up wanting to more expensive houses. That's it. That is their strategy. Same thing car dealerships you're coming in for a specific kind of car they're going to show you a level higher because and they're going to show the difference between the features and services from the car you would originally wanted to what they're going to show you if you say no to that they take you back to the car you want once they see that and they still think it's mm, maybe out of your price range they have a third option they know how to downsell to a third option yeah, what's also interesting, I think the restaurant business has a slightly different strategy. They'll have a menu mm -hmm. item that's way higher, like on the, the bar menu. Maybe mm -hmm. they have a cocktail that sells for $25 because it makes their $12 cocktails look a lot more reasonable. Mm -hmm. Even though you came in and we're probably going to get a $5 beer, you're now more likely to get the $12 item because you see there's another item for 25. Absolutely. I think there was just an article recently in, I can't remember if it was Marketing Today or Marketing Digest, one of those that says you should always have that most unique talk about item on your menu. And there you go, that $100 hamburger. Mm -hmm. Well, you might sell one in a blue moon, but everyone's gonna talk about your $100 hamburger Meanwhile, you're going to sell thousands of your $5 hamburger. Right, or your $25 hamburger. Exactly. So it's genius. Restaurants do it. They're, they're really good restaurants. They're masters at it. Right. Okay. So that's half of your eight. You want to keep going? Yeah, I mean, another thing that we see a lot of times in businesses is that they are uh, not the one trick pony, but they only have one product or service to offer. This is where you need to look at expanding your product lines, find ancillary products that are complementary that you could bring in if you don't have a joint venture partner with it to bring them. Like I brought up the landscaper. Well, they have to buy all those chemicals and everything to clean the pools anyways. So by them just selling those kind of products and services to their customers or even non-customers opens up more revenue for them and expands their product lines. So they're not just a pool cleaning business anymore. It's cleaning and products and they can sell it even for non cleaning customers, which I know a lot of pool companies, they don't clean the pool, 
But you know what? They sell all the products, the filters, all the chemicals, tests, everything else. And then they expand and have joint venture partners with like the furniture, the people who do decking, the people who do landscaping, the people who do solar installations, and it can go on and on and on. So what kind of products can you expand and services that you can expand in your business to offer more value? And it actually ties into my next, one of my next strategies is bundling. This is going to keep comparison shoppers away from you because a lot of people, if there's no real true comparison between you and the next person, then the only thing they have left to rely on is price. So by bundling, it takes it out of that apples to apples comparison. So if you bundle some products and services together and your competitor is only doing the one product and yours is higher, but you're saying, but you have all these other things, they're gonna see you as greater value. Now they're not shopping on price. They're shopping on what we usually shop on is value. So what kind of products and services can you bundle together and stop being compared to the next person down the street? And I always say that to realtors. It's like, what's the difference between realtor A and realtor B? You both sell and buy homes, right? That's it. But what happens if you have a moving service that you can include or painting and all these other kind of products and services that separate you and you can include it in the price of the house? Now they can't compare you to the next realtor because you're offering so much more value. Right. So bundling is easy. It's very convenient. Right. Excellent. So what do you offer in terms of your bundles? I actually have so many because I have a lot of strategic alliances as well. So I have everything besides my one-on-one coaching. We also have like group coaching, mastermind programs. I have an automated e-learning academy, which I actually bundled together on a lot of things. So I can throw bundled packages. I do have that. I also have my upsell, downsell, and my cross-sell. And I love having the joint ventures and strategic alliances. So when people say, I don't have an accountant, it's like, wait a minute, I got three accountants. I always say, you need to vet them because they need to be a right fit for you. But I vetted them. And here's who I rely. I know they're going to do a phenomenal job. So that always gives more value to the business as well. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay, so I think that's number six was bundling. Yep, and these, another one, but business owners probably have never done is increase your prices. And every time I've talked to a business owner about it, they're like, well, I'm going to lose clients. I have seen it time and time again. That is a big misconception. The clients you're going to lose are the clients are only there on price only. They don't see your value. Those are the clients that do need to go away. So that's okay. Every business I've worked with that we've increased their prices strategically, they have seen a minor blip in the customer loss. And the customers they did lose were not, they were the customers that they actually wanted to get rid of. So increasing your prices will actually help your top and bottom line dramatically right out of the gate. When was the last time you actually increased your prices in your business? Are you, what is the market bearing? Take a look at all these considerations and then figure through the numbers how much you would really lose. I think the most 
one company raised their prices 25% I was working with. He lost, he was doing 10,000 sales a month. He lost 200 sales after he raised it 25%. That more than overcame those 200 sales. The next two months later, he increased it by another 25%. His sales actually increased because now he was showing that he's not being the cheapest in the market anymore. He was right in the middle of the pack because he has not raised his prices in seven and a half years. So he was actually known as the cheap people in the market. He didn't lose customers. He only lost 200, but at the end of his fourth month, he went from 10,000 units. He had over 20,000 units being sold a month. And that yeah, was with- Sometimes you can really increase the perception of your value when your Absolutely. price goes up. And so you actually get better customers and more of them with higher prices. Absolutely. And it's sad that a lot of business owners are so fearful that they're going to lose customers. When you really do the math on it, you, the customers you're going to lose is going to actually help the business. I mean, I have lots of these kind of stories. Every time we've increased the prices, we've the only customers we lost were the customers that really needed to go away. Right. Yeah. I've, I've, I've done that a few times and it, it's, always surprising to me how much better the customers are and how much more revenue I get with the higher mm -hmm. prices. And one thing that we've I've seen in every single business after we hire raise the prices and the customers that needed to go away were gone, the morale of the staff always, always increased. Every time productivity actually went up because now they don't have these bad customers dragging them down that's right yeah and some sometimes the ones that are the penny pinchers are the biggest pain because they're asking questions about everything and they're expecting mm -hmm. you to put even more time in than um than your better customers uh and that can be a huge drain absolutely and actually your costs will go down because you've been putting so much resources in, into the bad customers to keep them, all that's gone now. So you're saving money there too. So it's a win throughout the whole business. All right. So that was number seven. What's number eight? Yeah, it's probably the biggest one is who's your target market? Are you speaking to them? What we see a lot of times, and I hear this all the time, well, Facebook pay-per-click ads don't work. Google ads don't work. I hear this all the time. And then it's like, no, those things do work. The, what didn't work was your ad. What is your headline? Is it speaking to your target market or your, are you trying to be everything to everybody? Which you can't be. You need to know who your target market is and talk to them. There's plenty of business there. Unless you're selling something to one in one billion people. Most markets, I mean, take anything, even like landscaping. So you're not targeting everyone and their mother. You're targeting people who need those kind of services, who own and op own their own homes, if that's what you're going to for residential or if it's commercial. But know who your market is, and you need to speak to them. So all your marketing, all your advertising, your websites, your literature, everything your business card needs to talk to your target market 
talk to them. That alone will stop the trying to be everything to everybody. And you will not believe how much that will actually increase your lead generation. And your headline is, it needs to be impactful to your target market. You need to be speaking to them. And then you have your sub headline that's giving the supporting of your headline. And then you give some kind of information to educate them. So if you're giving them those headline, sub headline and the impact, the education part, that's how you're gonna speak to them. You need to interrupt their conversation that's going on, what's going on in their world and go, wow, they're really talking to me. When I see Facebook pay-per-click ads, nine times out of 10, it's kind of like you're trying to talk to everybody and you don't know who you're talking to. So of course, everyone ignores it. That's why it doesn't work. So who's your target market? What are their problems? What are the solutions that you, that you provide for them in that market? That's what your marketing should be saying. Right, it sounds simple, but it's actually mm -hmm. pretty hard uh, to, mm -hmm. to come up with, well, to come up with a target market's not hard, but to come up with a message that directly speaks to that target market, you have to do some market research to figure out exactly what their issues and fears and concerns and challenges are. Yeah, give you a good example. I'm working with a business owner right now, three and a half years in the business. He really doesn't know who his target market is. He just got lucky, I guess. So we're defining this right now for him. And I said, well, why don't we just call up all your current customers and ask them what did they, what resonated with you, with them on your market? The data we're getting is off the charts, unbelievably great. We also looked at the demographics and the psychographics of all his current customers, his past customers. We haven't been reaching out to his past clients and even prospects who said no. What even got him enticing? And we started finding certain key elements. And now we know his true target market. He now knows what are their true problems. And he's now moving to like, here's my true solutions and actually getting rid of lots of products and services that were not satisfying his target market. So he's getting honed in, which is going to save him costs, not, and is already just testing it his lead generation has just dramatically increased like a rocket ship because now he's speaking to his target. Very good. Okay. So currently, you know, while we're going through this COVID pandemic, there's a lot of businesses that have been struggling. What do you see is the, the biggest solution or how do you help them with their they're struggling businesses during this pandemic. Yes, the number one thing I have seen time and time again is they are not getting any help. That's it. They know what they know. So they're thinking, well, the pandemic hit. I'm gonna keep doing what I've been doing. They didn't pivot, shift or anything else because they don't have that knowledge, that skill set, any of that. But they should be getting that help an advisor, a mentor, a coach, someone to help them, even being in part of an ind industrial or industry association, they're giving you the help and the guidance you need to make these kind of changes. And a lot of business owners 
I put them in two classes. They were the ostriches thinking, hey, this is going to blow over in three months. And we heard from them last November and December where they were about ready to lose everything. And then you had the other side of the business owners going, listen, I need help to pivot, to shift, to look at my business differently because I can't see all the trees inside the forest. I mean, if Michael Jordan had 12 coaches, the greatest basketball player ever, I would say, he knew he can only know what he knows. But if he hired a coach who could see his faults, who can see how to make him better, he wanted to be the better. He wanted to always strive to be even better. Why not a business owner? Get the help you need. There's plenty of help out there to help you make these changes to get through all this. And every time I've seen the business owners that have accepted the help and implemented the strategies, they're thriving right now. So they're doing very, very well. Terrific. And, and you do help business owners to, to help them grow and pivot and change as well. Do you want to tell Absolutely. us a bit more about your programs? Yeah, I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching with business owners. That's the biggest thing. It's kind of like we want you to help get help you get to your goals and dreams. And we also know having that outside viewpoint where we're seeing how to get you navigate you through the trees to get you through the forest here. We've been there. You've already mentioned my credentials. Got a few years under my belt working with businesses and business owners. And it's like I get to share that knowledge now with a business owner on one-on-one -on -one scenario. Where else can you get that kind of information? I also have an online e-learning academy that a lot of like solopreneurs who are just starting up go through. So they just get to work on one little task per week in their business. And every time a business owner has gone through that program and implemented these strategies, their business will blow up in about three months. It's been the the feedback I've been getting is it just puts me in tears because people are going from like, wow, last year I made 10,000 a year. Now in the first three months of doing this, I'm already at 60,000. It's like, whoa, that's a big change. What happened? They go, I'm just listening to this little video, implementing that one little strategy and it's stair steps. So every week you're building on top of each other. Plus, we give them tools and resources and an ad library so that we're just not leaving them hanging out there. Mm -hmm. And then I'm starting up a, a new private mastermind group where it's for business owners only. And we're going to get really deep into things because I've facilitated many mastermind groups before. So this time it's going to go. We're going to go even a little bit deeper because I've seen the transformational changes of everyone in the group, including myself. And it's just phenomenal to watch business owners just transform their business. And I've even seen business owners double their business while being in that group because yeah. we're sharing those knowledges. You're not alone, people. I mean, you might think my business is so unique. I'm all by myself. You're not. There's others out there just like you. And by being in a group of like-minded people, we all have the same struggles and challenges or we've been through them. And it's great to share that knowledge and be in a safe environment where we can open up and talk about it. Yeah, masterminds can be so powerful because variably yes. some issue that you're dealing with, somebody else has already dealt with. Mm -hmm. And some issue that they're dealing with, you can have some, uh, some tips that you can give them if you've dealt with it. 
and just listening to the issues that everybody has, even if you're not facing them, you now have some background in case you do face them. And you know, you have people that you can bounce ideas off of or get some help or whatever. Absolutely. I always say, look at it like your non-financial advisory board. They have a vested interest in your business, but not financially. They care. I mean, you're in a room of like-minded people. We want everyone to do well. And how can we help? By sharing our knowledge. And then I also have the monthly workshops where we definitely go through these strategies, go a little bit deeper into them. And then one of the things I've been doing is case studies because I also have proprietary software where I can find a business owner anywhere from $10,000 to over $100,000 of hidden annualized revenue within 45 minutes. And I build case studies for my next book. And I'm always open for those. So if anyone would like to do a case study, I'd love to talk about your business and run you through the software and create that case study and give you a report on everything that we talk about. Very good. And you had mentioned um, a little earlier your um, 45-minute breakthrough book. Yes. Free to complimentary download. You can download it at bizcoachsteve.com backslash 100k and it's biz coachsteve.com backslash 100k very good so really appreciate that because um i think that takes the reader through mm-hmm. some of the uh or these uh, points that you just raised and yep. give some examples so they have a pretty good idea of how these are going to help them with their business. Absolutely. Yeah, I always say, please, please take it, use it. (laughs) You're not stealing it. I'm giving it to you, (laughs) please. I just to help you grow your business because that's what I'd like to see is I want to see business owners thrive and survive. That you're the small business owners are the backbone of community in America. We need small business owners. Right. Yes. Okay, so if there was one thing that you would want people to take away from this talk, what would be the the one tidbit that you would want them to remember and and implement? The one thing I would say is get help. We do this in many of our workshops, like when I'm with SCORE or even my other workshops, just did a couple others. It's like, get the help you need. You can't do it all alone. I've been there. I had a business where I thought I'm the only one who has these problems. I can figure it out. I can do it alone. And it was struggling. And then once I got a coach, all of a sudden my eyes opened up realizing I only know what I know. They actually helped me in my business. They were vested into me growing. They gave me some tough love. I'm not going to sugarcoat that but it transformed my business from struggling and not making any money to thriving. And I had full staff uh, and I got to take weekends off and do live the life I wanted to live. And it was all because I went out and sought some help and it transformed my life, my business, everything. I cannot stress it enough. Just get some help. Yeah. And there's lots of different um, ways to get help. There's Mm -hmm. coaches such as yourself, there's mentors through SCORE and other mm-hmm. 
um, SBDCs or um, women's development centers or whatever. Yeah. Um, and there's um, business programs at universities often mm -hmm. have programs where you can have a team of students do market research for you or develop a website or whatever. Uh, and they're supervised by a professor who can also help you with your business. I couldn't agree more. There is plenty of help out there. And a lot of it, a majority of it is free to help you. And it's in all, every low, every community across the US. Uh, so if somebody is looking to hire a coach, are there specific things that you think they need to keep in mind uh, to make sure they're hiring the right coach? Yes, I even wrote a book about that too. <laughs> so, wow. To make sure you hire the right coach because kind of questions you should be asking before bringing on a coach. And you got to also look at yourself. Are you coachable? That's the first thing you got to think of. Are you going to sit with someone for a period of time, a week, a month, whatever it is, and sharing about your business, your challenges, are you gonna open up and be honest with them? Cause they're gonna give you honest feedback and they are there for your best interest. But you also need to qualify and make sure it's the right coach for you, the right communication style for you. Some people like it fluffy and sugary and how they get responses. Other people want it direct, no sugar. It's give it to me straight. If I'm messing up, let me know. Don't sugarcoat it. You got to find the right communication style, the coach that works for you. Make sure you're not locking yourself into what I call a cell phone agreement style thing. You're locked in for two years and then three months down the road, it you guys are, realize it's like oil and water and it's not working out, but you're locked into that two-year agreement. You're, that's not a good situation. So I actually, yeah, the book I even have is like how to get a, how, why you need a business coach. And it goes through questions you should be asking a coach, things you should look for in a coach, but you yourself need to know, are you coachable? And then what kind of coach would you like to work with as well? Or who do you think can work with to help you in your business? It has to be a good match. So what, I, what was the name of your book, Steve? Why You Need a Business Coach. Okay. And I actually have, you Amazon? can actually get a, yeah, you can get it on Amazon and a free download as well. And that one is bizcoachsteve.com backslash need hyphen a hyphen coach. Terrific. And you can get that for free. And it just, we just want to give you the information so you make the right decision if you're going to bring on a coach. But be ready, be ready to make changes in your business. Be ready for the transformation so you can start living the life you wanted to live, that you, the life you dreamt of when you started your business. Excellent. Well, Thieves, thank you so much for all of the great things that you shared with us today, your eight strategies, as well as your giveaways. The, uh, the 45 minute breakthrough book, as well as the uh, book on why you need a business coach and the questions to ask. Um, I will put those links in the, um, uh, with the recording of this so people can find that. 
but it's bizcoachsteve.com is your website and bizcoachsteve.com backslash 100k is for the 45 minute breakthrough and bizcoachsteve.com backslash need hyphen a hyphen coach for your ebook on why you need a business coach. So if people wanted to get in touch with you, should they just go to your bizcoachsteve.com website or do you have uh, prefer a uh, an email or a phone call? Yeah, more than happy to talk to anyone anytime. You know, for get on a quick 15 minute call. Let's talk about your business. I talk to business owners that are not my clients who might have, they just need someone to talk to about their business. <laughs> you know, I'm not selling it anything. Just talk, just to talk it out, have someone to talk to. We need that, especially nowadays. But they can email me at steve at bizcoachsteve.com. Excellent. Well, again, thanks so much for being on the Skill Bite show with us, Steve, and for all of the wisdom that you have shared with us. Thank you for having me, Judy.